Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Candace. <clears throat> Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. Some of you guys I see were on a fishing trip, right? You're here ready to go again. Randy, no falling asleep, all right? It was, a, it was a good trip, and Danny and I went down on, on Friday just to get some fishing in and do the devotional and, uh, and worship, and we came home. But you guys are, are diehards. Some of you guys just, I mean, staying overnight and fishing all day and then fishing all day the next day. Good job. It was a fun, fun trip. Good time of fellowship, and uh, the fish were biting. So if you are a fisherman or maybe haven't been for a while or have some kids you want to teach, right now would probably be the time to do it. Go down to Shasta Lake and catch some bass. It was a fun time. Um, today we're going to be looking at and uh, looking at Colossians. If you want to turn to Colossians with me, chapter two, we're going to be looking at a focused faith and what uh, what we can do if we want a focused faith. I, I I haven't been diagnosed, and I don't think I am ADHD, like attention deficit. But you know that's that's one of the things that go on. I'm kind of OCD, obsessive compulsive, and maybe that I go from task to task because I don't know. I just I, I'm kind of spastic that way, and and I, I got to stay focused sometimes on one thing at a time. And, and in my schedule, like during the week, I, I have a calendar on my phone and it's, it's linked with my calendar on my computer and I've got to block out times for certain things to make sure this is th- this time for this. This is this time for this. Uh, I have a meeting right there and I, everything that is on my calendar, I try to put in there so, uh, so I know that it gets done. Now there's the open times too. There, there are the spastic times, the time my, my door is like a revolving door and people come in and out and it's no big deal. But man, it's so nice to be able to focus and stop and focus and, and just think, this is what, what my task is right now. This is all I need to accomplish. This is all I need to do. And, um, and it's easy to get distracted too, right? It's easy to get distracted. And maybe you're not, you're not spastic, but you're easily distracted by things. And you, you're working on a project and then you see something else or a TV show comes on and you, it just sucks you in. Or you're working on a project and you see a corner of your garage needs to be cleaned, so you just drop it and go. And it, it's one of those things. We, we get distracted with, with things or, or, or maybe even life, life events. Right, distraction is, is prevalent uh, in our lives, so uh, it, it's, it's tough sometimes to stay focused, and, and it's tough sometimes to stay focused on our faith in the middle of a, of a world and a life that says don't. Right, everything in the world is saying don't be about Jesus. Don't make time for people. Don't make time to pursue your faith. Don't make time to study or to learn or to grow. The world says, make it about you and your pleasure and your convenience. So it's, it's easy to get distracted in our faith journey because the world says, take a different journey. Maybe even take a, a different faith journey because whatever journey you're on now, it's the truth and we don't like it. So let's, let's throw it out. So I, I want to be a man of faith that doesn't get distracted away from things of faith. And I hope you're ready to, to do that as well. Many of you, by the way, have excellent focus in your faith and are great examples to, to so many people and so many of us uh, because of your faith and abounding love for, for each other. So we're going to look at that today. We're going to be in Colossians chapter 2. If you have a Bible, if you turn there with me, uh, starting in verse 6. <clears throat> so therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit based on human tradition, based on the elemental forces of this world and not based on Christ. So today, uh, short text, but pretty profound. 
that, that there is this, this elemental forces or the spirit in the world that is saying, let's grab them. Let's, let's actually, the, the word is take them captive. It's like to steal them away. That Satan is wanting to use things, people, circumstances, places, whatever it is to grab us and take us away and snatch us from our faith. Snatch us from that, that journey that we were on that, and, and distract us. But Paul exhorts us in verse 6. He says, therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus. So we've turned our hearts away from our own sin, away from us, and said, God, I want you. I'm receiving what the Son has done on the cross for my sin. That he has fulfilled that as his righteousness now is in me, and I'm full of that because, because of Jesus and what he has done. Since I have received him, there ought to be an outpouring, right? So since I have received him, walk in him. Didn't say walk in him so you can receive him. It said because you've received him, now walk in him. And this walk in him is it means to, to live our lives daily, patterned after his life, after what he would want us to do. It's focused on the eternal rather than the temporal. It's focusing us on the right goal. There's a king, and there's a kingdom that is worth living for. There's a king and a kingdom that's worth fighting the good fight for. There's a king and a kingdom worth sacrificing some of the pleasures and cares of this world for. That when all else fails, he doesn't. Jesus wins. I want to share a story. I shared the story of the men's uh, fishing trip just as a, as a devotional. Uh, Florence Chadwick was an English uh, woman's, uh, women's swimmer. And she had, had swum, swam, swam, she swam, swam. She swam the English Channel both ways, right? And, uh, and then she came over to the States and she wanted to swim from Catalina, Catalina Island over to the, the mainland. So she begins this, she gets out and she starts swimming. And I, I, I don't know what, how far it is. It's like 20 miles or 30 miles, depending on where you're going, what beach you're hitting. But she starts her swim. And she's swimming and, and she is a good swimmer. She's, I mean, this is a shorter distance than what she's done before. This is going to be small potatoes, right? So she starts swimming. And a fog begins to roll in and it becomes dense. You know, she had a goal. Her goal was to get to the mainland. And I think it's a fifth, I think it's at 15 miles you can actually see the mainland finally. You're a little closer. At 15 miles is where you, the curvature of the earth, you can't see what's on the other side of that. So, so she, had, she had seen it. And as she's swimming, she's swimming and the fog rolls in and now she can't see it anymore. And, and she starts to lose heart, right? She had a goal in mind. She, she was trained for this. She's fit and ready to go. She, she has everything she needs. She's equipped totally to do what she has wanted to do. And as she moves forward and presses on, she starts to lose heart. She doesn't start to get cold. She doesn't start to get tired. She loses heart because she lost what? Sight. She lost heart because she lost sight. And finally she says, I'm done. I quit. I'm not, I'm not going any further. Right? Whatever, whatever place she was at, whenever she was there, she, was, she lost heart. She, in her mind, she was turned around. In her mind, she didn't know where she was going. In her mind, she couldn't see the goal, and it wasn't worth swimming, swimming for anymore. She gets put on the boat, and the boat heads to shore. About a half mile later, they hit the beach. She was a half mile away from her goal, but she gave up. The fog rolled in. It clouded her judgment. And for you and I, as we look at our faith, this, in this chapter, I think, really expounds upon this, that, that fog is those distractions. That fog rolls in and says, eh, there's something else I want you to focus on. Not, not the goal, not Jesus, not the king or the kingdom, not the divine opportunity I put in front of you to, to minister to your friend or your family right now. I'm putting, putting fog in your way. I'm going to distract you. 
And when Satan puts fog in our way, it wasn't even that we couldn't have accomplished it or, or said something or prayed with somebody because we could have done that. It was in us to do that. It was that when we lost, we lost heart because we lost sight of the goal. So we want to be able to be focused on the prize. That's Jesus. Amen? Let's pray together and we'll get into our text. God, you are an amazing God. Uh, there's, there's no doubt about that. But God, we, we say that and we do believe that. And there are, there are times that we lose heart. God, Satan tries to trick us. He tries to, to snatch us away from what is the priority in our lives. So God, I pray you would, you would help us clear the fog. To set, set aside any sin that is ensnaring us. To set aside any, anything that's getting in our way or distracting us from the cause. The cause that is worth all causes. The cause of Christ. We want to serve and love him and serve his kingdom, for he is the king of kings. As we dive into this text, I pray that you would be with us. You would move in our hearts. You would convict us of sin. And God, you would, you would help us to become more obedient followers of Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. So we're in Colossians chapter 2. We're going to go through this. So we're going to talk about a few things today um, to do if you want a focused faith. So if you want a focused faith, number one, you Ready? Be rooted and built up in Jesus. Be rooted and built up in Jesus. The text says that, right? So therefore, as you have received Christ, Jesus, walk in him, rooted and built up in him. Why is that important? Well, he is the one that's the foundation. If we want to stay focused on the goal, we've got to have a launch pad. We've got to have a place that we can say, this is firm, this is true, this is the solid ground that I'm going to stand, and from that solid ground, I can jump. I don't know if you've ever, ever tried diving into a, a, like a, a pond or a lake from a little bit of a cliff, right? Uh, you don't pick the sandy shore, the sandy, the sandy side of the, the edge of the, uh, the um, cliff, right? You find a spot, there's a rock, something solid. Because when you stand on that edge of that cliff, you know that the, the dirt starts to give away. You're like, ah, ah, I ain't jumping from that. Because I'm probably not jumping, I'm probably falling. So you, you move along and you find a solid spot. That's why you, in, in, at Fowler's and McLeod, you jump the stump, right? The stump is like this big stump that's been cut, you know, the tree has been cut off. And it's rooted, rooted really literally into the ground. So you jump from the stump or you jump from the rocks. You don't jump from the sand or the, the shifting ground. So we need a stable platform. And being rooted in Christ means that he is my stable platform, that I'm putting him above other things. It's, it's a place that I can get my footing Right? It's, it's, a, it's a safe place. Now, amazing, like yesterday we went to, to or the fishing trip happened uh, Friday, Saturday. I mentioned we went down Friday, and Danny and I got there, and the guys had come in already, and Mike Shannon said, Here, here's my boat, go ahead and go fishing. So we go out there, and, I, and I've bass fished a lot before, but not for a while. And I go out on this boat, and it's been a while. And you get on the boat, and you're on Shasta Lake, and it was a nice day. It wasn't really windy at all. There's a little, maybe a little bit of a breeze once in a while. So there's nothing really tumultuous about the, the waves. But you get out there, and, and you're on the boat, and, and fishing, like, you can sit down if you want to, and sit down and just kind of hum dum but you want to feel that bite. You want to feel what's going on, and there's something about standing up in the boat. It makes you feel like you have, have more of a presence, and more of a command, and more of a, like, like a readiness to feel what you're catching. So, so you stand up most of the time, right? Or maybe you sit down, and you get a bite, and then you stand up. But when you stand up in a boat, it's a little, it's a little off balance, right? It's a little tipsy. And I'm a big guy, so it's, you know, I'm throwing my weight around a little bit on that boat. And, and it, it will do this. And you've got to be careful because now you're fishing with another guy. 
So I got Danny on the back of the boat, and he's got me in the front of the boat. And if, he's, if he makes a sudden move and I wasn't ready, he could throw me off, you know. And I, there are a couple times I thought, I'm going to go over. And you grab onto the seat or grab onto something. But it's that stable ground that helps you. You've got you to get, get planted. You've got you to be balanced and ready to go. And our faith is the same way. We've got to be balanced. Say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm firmly planted. And, and yeah, in that boat, it, it would rock a little bit. And then, of course, the boat would go by and the wake would... And you'd, be, you'd just get ready for it. You'd, you, if it was a canoe, we would have capsized. But I don't bass fish standing up out of a canoe. Right? You bass fish on a bass boat that's nice and flat and stable. And it was as, as, as rickety as, as they are, as, as unbalanced as they could be, you can be very, very stable on the deck standing up. So for us, we need to find that spot that even when the, the waves come, you can still have, have your footing and still be stable in our faith. Because we have been rooted and built up on Jesus. Right? He's the author of our faith. And, and going on in, uh, in Ephesians 2.19, I want to share this. I think. There we go. Uh, Paul says this. So then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, so you're not, but fellow citizens. You're not wanderers. Right? You found a spot to belong. Uh, you're citizens with the saints and members of God's household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ himself as the foundation. Listen, as you and I have received Christ, as we have, have come into a faith of our own, we've been adopted into his kingdom and we are part of the body. And that body was built on the foundation that is Christ Jesus itself. And we have a firm foundation. There is no need to wander anymore and there is no need to wonder anymore. We are citizens, we are sons, we are daughters, and we planted ourselves, rooted ourselves on the firm foundation that is Christ Jesus, our Lord. And his foundation is that starting point. Next text, please, Davey, I think. This is maybe run out of battery. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me or abides in me and I in him produces much fruit because with, uh, you can do nothing without me. So th that distraction, that fog comes up, I, I, I'm going to throw in the towel. That means you can do nothing now. Because you've, you've lifted off that platform and said, I, I, I can't see, I'm distracted now. God says, you need to abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. I am the one that is the source of your nutrition, of your nutrients. I'm the source of your, your growth. And when you abide in me, you will produce much fruit. And what it is is really God's spirit in us producing fruit, right? That God comes into us and God produces a fruit. And we're just allowing him to do that. We're set, we're set on the firm foundation allowing God to produce a fruit in us. So if you want a focused faith, start here. Start with Jesus. Start with being a part of the body that is resting on the foundation that is Jesus Christ. Get a good starting place, a diving pad, a boat deck, a launching point that is firm and ready. That's Jesus Christ. Number two, if you want to focus faith, be strengthened and established or established in faith, just as you were taught. Be strengthened and established by biblical truth is what this is, is talking about. There's an importance to being in and among the body of Christ and putting ourselves in a position to be taught. As Paul wrote this, this word established, right, or, or some of your translations say strengthened, 
This word established and strengthened means having been taught what was necessary for your growth. I think you and I could look in our own past, even hopefully our present as well, and say, yes, I am in places in my life where I am being taught the word of God. That God's, God's word is, is not something that is fully known to me, but something that is being taught and revealed to me by his spirit and by others who are capable to do that. And that is how we grow. If, if you want a focused faith, get in a place that you can be teachable. Get in a place you can be taught. Go to a Sunday school class. Find someone that's more mature in your faith that may be a teacher and may be able to expound upon the scriptures for you and meet with them regularly and ask them questions regularly. Meet, meet, be here on Sunday morning and, and hear from the word of God what he has for us and be taught. I, I, I can just look at my own life and I look at the lives of people in and out of my life. That, that their amazement about what the scriptures say was shown through a Sunday school teacher, was shown through a small group leader, it might have even been a, a DVD curriculum in a small group they were in that some pastor just wowed them and now they like, listen to all his podcasts. Right? People even on Sunday morning who come up to, to me or came up to Stan and said, man, that just changed my life. That blew my mind. I'm like, yeah, me too. That's what God's word does for us. And if we want to be rooted and established, we need to be in God's word ourselves. But we need to be in positions where we are able to be taught. God's word and challenged with God's word where we can be able to ask questions about God's word and grow in God's word because as we do that we become strengthened and established in our faith just as we were taught there's importance to the body right there's importance to what what the body does and how the body feeds one another we we mentioned we're going to a different schedule this summer I, I hope, I mean, obviously the services, this service and the last service will fill up a little more. It's going to be exciting, right? It'll be fun to have some more energy in here. But at the same time, it's going to free us up. And I, I hope you take a look too and say, you know what? Maybe discipleship is something I need to take, take seriously. Maybe you could be a Sunday school teacher. Maybe you have in the past you, and, and God's like, yeah, you need to do that again. I don't let you retire from Jesus' ministry, right? Maybe you need to do that again and say, because we're going to have an influx. I'm hoping, I'm praying that we have an influx of Sunday school attendance. That people say, I want to just go learn more. I want to go be in a group during that 945 time. And, and more children involved and more adults involved. And we need more, more time spent in the word because they want to be rooted and established. And they want to be strengthened in the faith. Right? So, so consider, I know it sounds like it doesn't pertain at all to you or pertain at all to the 1115 service at all. Right? But it does. It pertains to all of us that we would be praying that we'd be encouraging those who would attend this service now and encouraging those who would attend the 1115 service. Hey, come on in. You're welcome. This is, we, this is us. This is not you and them. And I'm not a 945 or an 830 person. We're the body of Christ, right? So, so consider how you might serve over the next few weeks and, and what God might have you do or how you might uh, get involved in discipleship and an opportunity to grow. It's amazing looking back on our lives. Uh, just, just preparing for the sermon and thinking, Man, the people, the people's names that came to mind who were teachers of the word in my life. It was, it was, it was like a trip down memory lane. And I'm, whether it's a parent or a, or a grandparent or, a, or actual a school teacher or a Sunday school teacher or a pastor or a youth pastor or whoever it might have been in your life, a friend, a neighbor, people have invested in us. And, we've, and, and those times that we've taken out to say, time out, I'm going to be taught. I'm going to listen, I'm going to be taught. 
they have changed our life. That humility that we've shown in those times where we, we, we could have said, oh, I don't, you can't teach me anything. That, those, those are the times that God will use to change our life and be established in the, in the faith, just as you were taught. So there's this, this joy that comes. There's a growth that comes. There's this clarity and focus that comes from being established or strengthened by the word of God, by the biblical truth of what, what it says, that we would, then, then we would know it. And when we go out into the world, there would be no question. When the question arises, we know the answer, right? And, and, and as, as Satan tries to attack us and sway us and roll that fog in really thick, we're going to say, no, no, no. I know what the word says. Right? See, he did that to Jesus, right? Jesus was, was wandering in the desert and tempted by Satan. And what did God say? Thus saith the Lord, right? Or the word of God says. He says, I know what the word says. I, I've, I've been taught this. I mean, I, I wrote this, but I've been taught this. I'm rooted in it. I have a foundation. I'm established in it. And, and as we practice that, we get stronger and stronger and stronger and more and more stable, more and more focused. So if you want to you have a focused faith, be strengthened and established by biblical truth. Number three, if you want a focused faith, overflow with thanksgiving. I think my clicker is just not working, Davey. Oh, there it did. So I go back to uh, Colossians, please. One more. There you go. Uh, overflow. So this is established by faith. Going on to the next. Man, alive. There we go. Did I do it wrong? We got to be overflowing with gratitude. Let's read that verse. If you read in your in the scripture, it says this. It says, therefore, as you have, you, as you have received Christ, walk in him. Right? And we said, uh, being rooted and built up in him and established in faith, just as you were taught. And walk in him, overflowing with thanksgiving, with thankfulness. That when we get focused on what really matters, when we, when we get focused on the prize that is Jesus, we have this joy that's uncontainable. We, we, we are, it's welling up within us, and then it overflows to the world around us. And it's that attitude of gratitude. It's that thanksgiving that says, man, I am so thankful for what God has done for me. I'm so thankful I'm not a wanderer or a wanderer anymore. I'm so thankful that I, I have a firm foundation. I'm so thankful that I have a truth of God's word that is directing me and guiding me and that, that is with the light that's shining in my heart. I'm so thankful that I've received Christ, that, that that has changed everything, that that grace has penetrated into my heart and that grace has forgiven me. I'm so thankful that I'm his son or daughter. And I, I mean, we should walk around with a smile all the time because of Jesus. Not, now, our circumstances can, can totally suck, right? They could, they could be horrible. And we could be sad about that and grieve. We could lose a loved one and grieve. There's, there's things that are worth crying about and worth grieving over and worth, worth not being happy over. But overall, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what happens in my life or who does it to me, Jesus wins. That one day this life will be over. This temporary assignment will be done. And we will be with Jesus forever forever and will be his so today there's a thankfulness in my heart that says god thank you so much for what you have done thank you so much for 
how you did it, and thank you that I am yours. Look what David says in Psalm 139. I will give you thanks with all my heart. Right? It comes from the heart. I will sing your praise before the heavenly beings. I will bow down towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your constant love. So we're thankful for his constant love and faithfulness. When everyone else turns their back on us, God is right there. And even when we feel like he's turned his back on us, it's probably not he that's turned his back on us. It's us that's turned our back on him. And all we got to do is turn around and he's right there. Because God is constant in his love and his faithfulness. And he says, you have exalted your name. So God has exalted his name. He's put it up there on a billboard saying, it's me, it's me, it's me. Come to me. And we've responded to that. And your promise above everything else. So God says, it's me. My promise is greater. And, and, and we've received that promise. And we ought to have an attitude of gratitude, right? Because of that. Paul even says in 2 Corinthians 9, he says, our generosity, when we give, when we serve, our, we give our time, money, and treasure, right? That we, that's, that's an extension from our thankfulness. It's just because we're, we're thankful, so we do that. When we come on Sunday morning to worship, we're thankful for the resurrection. We're thankful for the hope we have in Christ. And we overflow with worship. We sing songs not just to sing words. We sing songs that are words of praise to him as a prayer. We give our tithes or offering because, God, you're so great. We, we want to give back what you've given to us. It's an extension and overflowing of thankfulness from our heart to God. And that's the focus we ought to have. If we want a focused faith, we ought to be showing thankfulness. Because being thankful says, this is what I'm thankful for. And it keeps my mind on what I'm thankful for. Right? Number four, if you want a focused faith, this is going to sound really easy. If you want a focused faith, stay focused. I, I don't know if you can use the word in the definition of the word, you know, but I did. If you want a focused faith, stay focused. Colossians 2.8. See to it. See to it, right? In some translation, be careful. Be watchful. Be alert. Be ready. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. If you want to stay, stay focused and have a focused faith, you need to stay focused. Be alert, be ready. Be ready because Satan's going to be knocking at your door saying, nope, you can't have that. Nope, you, here's the fog. I'm, I'm throwing it in there at you. Nope, you don't want to be going to Sunday school today or you don't want to be going to Bible study. You don't want to be, be going to church to learn the word. Nope, shut your Bible. In fact, just put it on the nightstand. Satan wants to distract us. And, and, and he's doing so in the world very, very well, right? He's, he's, the world is totally deceived. And he's using the world to deceive us now. Like, this is normal. This is what we ought to be doing. No, it's not what we ought to be doing. Jesus says what we ought to be doing. So see to it that no one, no one steals you away and says, come, come to this side. Come do this. This is right. This is good. This feels right. If you want a focused faith, you have to stay focused. That, that Satan is going to try to take it away from you. He's going to try to take the focus away from you. And our job is to be alert, to be careful, to see to it that no one takes us captive. No one brings in a hollow or deceptive philosophy, which might sound good and enticing, but it's based solely on human tradition and basic principles of this earth or world 
rather than on Christ. Every time a temptation comes up, you got you to look, look and say, what, what, is the th- what should I do based on the wisdom of the word? Or, you know, going back to the 90s, what would Jesus do? Is this what Jesus would do? Based on what I know of Scripture, what, how I've been rooted on a foundation and established and strengthened in my faith, how I've focused on what I'm thankful for and why I'm thankful for it, is this what I ought to be doing? And if the answer is yes, do it. If the answer is no, then don't. But stay alert. Stay focused. If you want to focus faith, stay focused. Does that make sense? Okay. Christ wants his glory to be revealed in us and through us. But it's going to take you and I saying there's, there's a goal. There's a king worth serving. There's a God that is, that's bigger than my problems. There's a God that's bigger than my sin. There's a God that's bigger than the temptation in the world. And that shining his glory, revealing the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world is of supreme value to us. That, that that supersedes everything in our life. Jesus supersedes it all. And if something is elevated above him, that's sin. If something's elevated above him, we've lost our focus. A focused faith says Jesus is the prize. Being more and more like Jesus is the prize. And shining the glory of God to a lost and dying world is the ultimate goal. Amen? I hope you partner with each other in that. I hope you partner with God in that. That you'd say, God, I want to I be focused. I don't want little stuff to get in the way. I don't want little stuff to distract me. I want to be focused on the prize. And, and watch your faith blossom. Watch Satan attack, but watch your faith blossom. Those little things won't matter as much anymore. What matters is the king of kings. Let's stand and praise him. Father, we, we come to you as your children. We love you and we, we thank you that you are our dad. We thank you that you have pursued us and that you have lifted up your love and your promises high that, to be revealed to all. God, that we, since we've received them, we want to walk in them. We want to walk in your way. We want to be established and rooted and strengthened in faith overflowing with thanksgiving, God, because we want the world to know what we're we're thankful for. We want you to lift up your name and your promise in us and through us. May we be about your business, about your kingdom, ultimately about the king and the kingdom that wins. Thank you for the hope we have in Jesus. We celebrate him today and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.